Hey guys, it's Teresa. You're listening to You Can Tell Me Anything. This is the podcast where comedians confess something they've never told anyone before. I'm really excited for my guest today. Um, we've done each other's podcasts, but different podcasts, not this one, um, our pop culture one. So I'm excited to have her on. She hosts a show every Wednesday at Ham and Eggs Tavern in downtown Los Angeles called Last Show in the World, and they raise money every week. It's not just like a special one-time benefit. Every week they raise money and they give it to a different charity. So they're doing cool stuff. It's always a fun lineup. It's Georgia Brooks. Hi. What's up? (laughs) I didn't know you were about to say it. I wasn't like. Oh, no. I don't know. Sometimes I introduce people because I like I introduce it like a podcast and then I and then I switch into show mode. No, it's great. It's because I don't know. I'm a little distracted because behind you, I should have pointed this out before we recorded. See that car down there? Yeah. That's this. That car is like the same car my grandma used to have that I got tattooed on me. So I oh, have like wow. that car tattooed <gasps> on the That's side crazy. of me. That's crazy. Giving oh me some feelings. I, really, I don't know if it's the exact car. Anyways, that's, that's so not nice. great because the listeners can't. They can't see, see it. it. No, but they can feel it. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's. that's Imagine awesome. a tattoo feeling <laughs> on your ribs. When did you get the tattoo? Um, I got the car tattoo when I was like 25 and I'm 31 okay. now. Okay. Wow. Too much information. <laughs> no, it's good. I mean, I, I got my first tattoo when I was 22, I think. And, but there's the very addicting. I want to get another, but I need to wait a little bit. Yeah. I think I, I got, had a dream. I had a sleeve and I don't ooh, know. I don't know how I feel about sleeve. that. I don't know that w- it's like, it would vibe with like certain, like, I feel like I love to try things on, but I don't know that I'd want to be a sleeve girl all the time, you know? Yeah. I don't want to sleep. Yeah. Oh, and I really hate, I don't really love like leg sleeves. Like I don't oh, like yeah. leg tattoos very much on no, yeah. women mostly. Yeah. It's nice to have a s- clean lines, but yeah. that's like the dancer in me. That's like, you gotta have those lines. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I got a lot of tattoos from the age of 21 until 25. And then I haven't gotten any since. How many do you have? I mean, I said a lot, but I don't have a lot. I have six. Tattoos. That's a lot. It's a yeah, good chunk in that short amount of time. Yeah. Because they're expensive, too. Yeah, they, I didn't pay up. for multiple of them for <laughs> different reasons. Oh, that's another. nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, well, Georgia, I'd like to start by asking for a good confession, just to start on a positive note. Is there anything, you, or is there good? Is there something good you'd like to confess? Um, I, don't, I, I couldn't really think of anything, but the thing that I'm most excited about right now, uh-huh. and I guess it's totally a humble brag, is um, I just bought... Um, a new pool floaty that's like a giant mattress so I can just oh lay my god <laughs> in my pool because I used to have like little hammock ones where like half of your body would be wet yeah and then it's kind of windy in our backyard so you get cold so I got one that's like <laughs> you don't even touch the water but you can like and it has like drink holders and pillows and it's like for two people and I, honestly it's all I'm thinking about. you are the pool queen I, I like I don't know if this is just like Instagram but I actually think it might just be real life but every time I see your Instagrams it's always like you're at the pool it's another day at the pool you're hanging out at the pool yeah which I love that's a good thing you think I, I think should it's keep great doing that? it's really um setting uh you know this it's it's what, what's the mood the the br- image I don't know what the like word that is. I have money it's the, <laughs> <laughs> yes money but also just like that you c- like know how to relax and take care of yourself which is cool it's kind of like aspirational you know oh my god thank you hamilton's always like be careful people are gonna think we have money and no one's gonna hire us and i'm like well (laughs) i we don't have money and we need to be hired so should i put less (laughs) pictures of us by a pool (laughs) but 
alas, who knows what would work. It's very nice to be able to like hang out and in your backyard and write because I mean because you, you write at home right mm-hmm. yeah so and I, I love talked writing about this outside off, off on the air the, on the like little table it's that I feel like that's such a nice like just having the right um environment makes a huge difference like when I every time I move I always spend like I always stress out until I can get my like workspace up where's your workspace here I actually so I used to, <laughs> I have this closet where I when I first set it up it was in there but I actually got this table that we're sitting at now and mm-hmm. I like the lighting and out yeah. here better this is yeah. a perfect workspace so I work out here now and I have um but but the closet it's it, I yeah I people used to make fun of me for it because it's like it looks like a sweatshop it's like a tiny table it's where my uh laundry mm-hmm. machine is it's a walk-in closet Speaking but I put money. a little table yeah you know I got it in in, in units Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I like that. I actually have a little office area. It's like we have a spare room and it's where I do a lot of work. And I like because like in here you have a big window and I have the same thing. Like there's yeah. multiple windows and it's I painted it. The walls white. So it feels like refreshing. Yeah. I think lighting's important. Um, did, have you ever watched or do you watch King of the Hill or did you? I mean, no, okay. Hampton watches it a lot, but I don't. I got on onto it like as not when it was out on TV, but just like now that it's online. But Peggy Hill um, works in this like <laughs> broom closet in her house. And that's what I, that's what my office looks like for those of you trying to picture it. <laughs> Except there's no brooms, just a lot of bills. Okay. A lot of bills. <laughs> yeah. And mostly when I'm doing work at home, it's mostly just paying bills paying and bills. calling customer service uh, places. It's so hard to, it's, it shouldn't be that hard to like, call companies but i get so stressed out doing it like i don't know if you you get this but i'll like put it off for like months sometimes where i'm like i need to take care of this like you know thing that they did wrong and then i'll just put it on my wall and then it'll just be there and and then when i do it it's like 15 minutes i know maybe at most if it's bad like an hour but like even that's like fine whatever i can't it's weird because like i totally put it off too but then at the same time like i kind of like doing it and i think i just like i'll call multiple places in one day oh yeah so you feel like you're accomplishing things yeah like or like once i do one i'm like great that was easy let's do the next one but but i will like put that off for a while Uh uh-huh it's just like more i forget to do them but i love fucking like getting a bill canceled or like (laughs) you know i just like like taking care of that stuff that's good. I mean, I feel like that's a really good instinct to have. I like the feeling of when it's done. I have such a hard time getting to it. I could do it for other people. I used to be an assistant and I was so good at like making task lists and just knocking them out. And yeah. then when it comes to myself, I, I don't know why I can't do it. I need a boss. Like, I, I don't, <laughs> I'm not a person that should work for themselves. <laughs> I don't think. Um, well, do you, so this podcast is kind of about like loosely inspired by therapy and sort of like um, confessions, re- loosely spirituality um do you are you religious at all no um are you do you go to therapy I used to go to therapy and then I got a job that like interfered with it and Uh I have and I I but I do see a psychiatrist not very often actually um and I really should go see a therapist again because I'm on antidepressants Uh so like you should be seeing as a regular check-in not necessarily if you feel I feel like therapists will help you with the foundation and the tools to manage and then if you feel like you have it's like I I think of it as like if you put it um as a sports analogy it's like you're getting you know your first like 12 years when you're a kid like going to soccer or whatever you're just building the foundation it's really like Mm -hmm. all those it seems like a lot of time but it's really just to get you to actually play yeah a real game and then when you're an adult you can 
you have to play, do your reps, like, and play, which I think therapy is, like, training you to, like, go out in the world to play. Like, you're playing with yourself. You're the player. But therapy is also, like, to keep the sports analogy, it's, like, (laughs) a regular practice. That's true. I do think it's good to go uh, regularly on some level. But, like, I've I've now – I now don't go every week. I, I used – there was a time when I went every week, and now I sometimes I won't – I'll even skip a whole month. Mm-hmm. But uh, I always try to have something on the horizon. Like, I'll be like, okay, like, well, I'll make a date when I'm back from this trip. And then that way in my mind, I'm like, there's no fall off. Speaking of calling places, actually, the <laughs> thing I've been putting off lately is I keep meaning to call my men- the mental health place for my insurance, like their line, uh-huh. because – I think I didn't think it covered therapy, but now I because I know my my insurance covers psychiatrists. Yeah, and now I'm like actually it might color uh, cover psychologists, which is actually therapy. And I just like didn't put two and two together. So I've been meaning to call to find that out, but I've been putting it off because it's like I keep forgetting to do it before. What happens with me is like I just forget to do it before five. Oh yeah, it's and hard because like, like business fuck. hours. Yeah, we I don't. Wish they didn't emails them. more. I mean, like so so much is automated. It's like oh, you're right. They should, but, but um, I can't. I'm a person who like calls the hotel to make a reservation. Oh really? Yeah, because they'll give you a deal or something that you can't <sighs> figure out online. I called a hotel. Well, I I did it online, but then I called them to see if I can get uh like a ten percent discount, and I did. But I said I had, I had AAA, which I did. But they, yeah, usually when someone's at the desk. And it's nicer to get a name. Like, I, I feel like this is when I went to Hawaii. I was like, I got the name of the person because I was like, this is probably a small hotel. So if I if I know these people before I go, like, they'll already feel invested in me. Yeah. Smart. Um, yeah. Because everybody is just people. That's the weird thing is like sometimes I think of businesses as like this like nameless thing. But then mm. I think of any time I've worked in a service job, I remember who's coming in and out. You know, because it's yeah. my day. So, you know, if someone's nice to me, I'll remember that. I mean, when I called this hotel... Uh, like, I'm going to the Ace Hotel next weekend Ooh, in Palm Springs. Okay. Thank you. It's my <laughs> favorite. I'm just going for one night because my best friend's in town. But anyways, I just called them and I was like, hey, I was wondering if you guys had any discount codes I could use when booking a hotel. And they're like, okay, sure. And they just booked nice. it and then gave it. Like, I just, like, asked because if you just ask for stuff, people can say no or yes. And they usually are like, yeah, I can. they are not inv- – they're – invested but they're not like they don't own the hotel so they're not literally giving you money but they're like yeah i've got these codes shit's coming up it's not a problem wow that's a really good way it sounds so simple when you say that but i i feel like i've flip-flopped between feeling like not wanting to be a burden but overly so where i'm like i won't even ask for things i like should ask for Mm -hmm. and now i'm trying to be more like that where i'm like just ask um but yeah it's it's hard hard. it is hard it sometimes can be a burden when people don't like if i'm with someone and they're not asking for something like, if they're, like, being inconvenienced, like, I hope that they would tell, you know what I mean? Sometimes it goes both ways where you're, like, no, it's not, you're being polite to the point of rudeness. Like, if I'm hanging out <laughs> with someone and, like, something I'm doing, like, yes. let's say I'm feeding them something they're allergic to and they're, like, oh, no, I can't. And you're, like, just fucking tell me. Yeah, and then it could save me trouble if I, like, just know before I cook, you know what I mean? Like, oh, I totally know what you mean. <laughs> people who are, it's, like, yeah, people who are too accommodating, you're, like, it would actually just be great if you would pick the thing. Yeah. Because you're putting everything on me. Yeah. Do you tend to be the like person um, in your like friendships, relationships that takes care of things more? You're like, here's what we need to do. And then you're like, are you a planner? I don't know, actually. It depends on. I I don't know. I actually am in this weird place right now where like. 
I feel like I don't actually have a lot of close friendships. So like, I don't know the answer. Cause I'm like, I probably am not, I'm not the planner, but maybe like mm-hmm. when it comes to like the closest person in my life is Hampton. So mm-hmm. then maybe I'll plan, I'll make sure to plan stuff for us. Cause yeah. we're really close, but like, I don't have a lot of friendships that are so close that like uh-huh. I would be planning a thing for us to do. Do you think that's because you move so far away from where you started? Cause I, I, I sometimes like a lot of my close college friends, none of them live here. And so most of my close quote unquote close friends are comedians. And I had the same thought recently where I was like, do I have any true friends? I mean, yes, but like, I mean, do yeah. I have any like true friends outside of comedy? Like, would we be friends if it wasn't for comedy? And then that kind of stumped me and I was like, Oh shit. But then I thought about it. I was like, and it's, that's okay. That's the nature of the business. Um, but I it is weird. Those are real <laughs> friends too. Yeah, they are. But it, it sometimes makes you feel like, do I know anyone that like, sometimes you feel like you go to a party a comedy party and you're like I know everyone here mm-hmm. I'm very social and then you're like how many of these people if I was like hey what are you doing let's get coffee right now like that, that would yeah. or would I even feel okay doing that and there's not that many which is I know I the feel weird that, thing yeah I feel that way for sure like I feel like I don't have a lot of friends that like I just hang out with one-on-one that often yeah. or that like even know a lot about like know me too deeply even though uh-huh. we're comedians so we're kind of open books <laughs> which is why I like you get tricked into thinking that but like you know my very best friend lives in Toronto and even her and I don't like talk on the phone as often as we could so yeah I I, I, I uh, relate to that but I will say I don't I think that's pretty normal for especially if you're like uh yeah, I mean, you really get, got married and like that's a pretty normal thing to go through a phase where you, you want to spend time with your spouse. You want to spend time with your partner. Yeah. So I think there you're, you're going to transition a little away from your friends, not because you're distancing yourself, but you're just getting you're just starting this new thing and you're kind of building this life. And then I'm sure like all your friends are also going to in their own time kind of find their own version of that. And then you'll all come together and like have your kids or whatever. Yeah. A lot of my friends had kids and got married this year too, (laughs) but I actually think it's exactly what you're saying, except for I'm like on the tail end of that. Like I feel like, so Hampton and I have been together for like five years and I feel like, and we've lived together for two now. So I'm like, I feel like I'm coming off of the thing where I'm like, we had to build something uh-huh. and spend so much time that now I'm like, where did I <laughs> fuck up? And like, now I don't also the difference is like, do you notice, especially in LA, like one of my closest friends here, her name's Alana and we live uh-huh. pretty close to each other, but she has a girl in her building who is like the best and awesome. And they hang out all the time. And I'm like, of <laughs> course, because like I would give anything for like me to be yeah. best friends with like my neighbor you know yeah. what I mean? Like I just, so many times I'm like, I want to hang out with a friend, but like, I want them to just live down the street and I don't want them. I don't want to have to go anywhere. <laughs> I feel that. I feel like you're pretty good about, or at least like, I mean, cause we recently started hanging out and I feel like I see you out a lot, which it, I, I don't know if it's cause you're like trying, like, it sounds like you're like, Oh, I'm on the tail end of that. Maybe you're trying to go out more, yeah. but I, um, I've also been, I didn't go out a lot in the last year or so. And now I am trying to, and I feel like, I am kind of rediscovering friendships or even realizing like I'll see someone I haven't seen in a while and be like, Oh, we used to be close. What happened? It's nothing happened. I just, you know, you just kind of stopped going out to the same things and then they stopped, you stopped thinking about them. But I think the trick is you can always pick up, I think, uh, with, with friends who, you know, as long as there's nothing crazy that happened, like 
I just, I had a friend in New York who, you know, we went to school together and then we both were in comedy and we were close. Like we spent holidays together, but now she lives in upstate and we were just texting back and forth. We don't even catch up that much, but, um, I was like, we should do a trip. And then I was like, well, I'm going to go to Colorado these days. Do you want to come? And, it, and now we're going and I'm like, oh my God, I'm so That's excited. so cool. Yeah. Because we don't really see each other or really even catch up, even though this is someone who's close to me for a while. Um, and now I'm like, yeah, with close friends, you can kind of just be like, we're going to do a trip. Yeah. I haven't talked to you really in over a year, like not truly a deep conversation, yeah. but we'll have a weekend together and it'll be fun. I'm <laughs> really excited about Palm. So my best friend is like her and her husband are going to do a bit of a tour through like Utah and stuff. Utah. And then, yeah. Her wow. and, she drove me across the country to move here and we like fell in love with Utah. Oh, really? Like, is it's it just so, beautiful? Like, beautiful. And it looks like nothing you've ever seen, especially huh. coming from like Canada where like this looks like all those like red just oh, like yeah. red sands forever and like these things and the it was is it just like is we loved it so much so they're gonna do that <laughs> and then they're gonna meet me just for one night in Palm Springs but like I'm really just excited I, I oh, wish it was fun. two nights but I also can't really afford to stay at the Ace Hotel for more than one <laughs> night it is wildly expensive um but yeah I'm really excited about that oh that'll be fun if I'm in a relationship, I'll be like, I'll text that person first to be like, yeah, unless I'm annoyed with them or unless I'm actively trying to catch up with a friend that I haven't in a while, I might be like, oh my God, I have a free night. What's that person doing? But if mm. it's just like blanket, usually I'm like, oh, like my favorite person, what are they doing? Yeah. And so then you kind of miss out on like those random nights with your totally. friends. Totally. And also like, I'll get really busy and then I'll be like, it's my night off. Like I want to do something with my husband. Yeah. Um, which I think is exactly what you just said. But then when someone's in a couple and you're like, it's so weird to be like, hey, do you want to hang out? And I just want to hang out with you. You just, what happened, and people do that with me too. Like I bring Hampton places. Like you stop seeing me one-on-one. I even have that if I'm friends with both people. Yeah. But but I think it's because you, you just, sometimes you want to catch up with someone or, or sometimes you're friends with both, but you know, maybe one person knows like a part of your life more and it's not that the other... I don't know. I think this is why it gets tra- like when you get married, I think this whole idea of like being one, I'm like, then you're supposed to just be like a unit. And sometimes I'm like, I would still want to be an individual and have my own relationships. Cause I hope my partner has that too. Mm-hmm. Cause I don't want to always be like, we are one person. Yeah. <laughs> Actually like when Hampton and I first started dating, I remember being like, he won't go places with me. And like, I always go. And now I'm like so glad that's the case. Cause <laughs> I feel like we are really independent. That's good. Do you, is he similar to where he doesn't have like a lot of close friends? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like he stays in a lot. He has close friends, but like he's a lot. It's really hard to keep close friendships. And like, yeah. I feel like I work really hard to just see friends. Yeah. And like even still, I can't keep the closeness. So like he has a lot of friends, but like, I don't know if he works as hard at maintaining those relationships. I find um, the thing I'm, I used to be most insecure about was just realizing that most of my close friends were created out, not created, but like that intimacy came out of working together Um, and like working together through comedy where it's still passionate and, you know, but in the beginning it wasn't really like getting paid. So it still felt like a hobby, but um, yeah, all my like partnerships, like writing partners, sketch groups, like those were where my close friends were, the people I texted, the group chats. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I don't think I have anyone, but part of it is that if I'm close with someone, I want to work with them. So I don't know if it's chicken or egg, but I I find that like the only way for me to actually see people frequently that I like is to work with them. Podcast. No, (laughs) is to podcast (laughs) is to work Uh, with them in some way because like I actually 
just want to work because I'm yeah. so behind in my career. <laughs> no, you're not. Um, but I know what you mean. That feeling of like, if we're going to hang out, we might as well be productive. Mm-hmm. Um, but speaking of podcasts uh, mm-hmm. and talking about things, is there anything you'd like to tell me? Um, sure. What if I was like, <laughs> no, I'm no. actually good. Um, well, yeah, I was thinking, what if I not really told anyone? And, um, and I think it's that like, I have had imaginary friends for most of my life. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> this is so, um, uh, not what's the word tied in. I said, I, wow. Today I'm just, my brain is fried. I was going to say related, but it's not, but anyways, it ties into what we were just talking about. Oh shit. It fucking does. It, <laughs> it's on. Br- oh my God. There's a word. So that I swear I, totally I didn't do that on purpose. <laughs> it's very, yeah. It's like all in a circle. No, I don't know it either. It's oh, come one, it's come all. No, nope. to- you know, guys at me, uh, at me, the simple English word that I'm blanking on, but it is blank with the topic we're talking about um also coincides coincides yeah mm-hmm. i think so maybe english is not my first language i need Damn to remind it. people that whenever i can't think of a word although <laughs> and english is mine but i do have a second so does that uh, french um, yeah nice i really am like looking into finding some spanish classes though <gasps> i want to um re like learn writing in uh in chinese because i can speak it but it comes up a lot in the in the industry oh that's so gross but i don't know what else to say but yeah but it comes up now where i'm like i really wish i solidified this writing skill i know when you're a kid you like don't want to learn anything yeah i would take spanish with you is if yeah i really want to because i feel like every time i go to volunteer for something they're like we really need you to know spanish yeah. and like, isn't Cal- we live in california yeah yeah i would i feel like an asshole not knowing it um but i want to know more about your imaginary oh, yeah, friends right. okay so you so when do you remember your first imaginary friend? When did it start? My first imaginary friends were animals okay. that I had when I was like little, little. Were they totally imaginary or they were like stuffed animals where you gave them personalities? They were totally imaginary. Okay. Um, I had like a hawk. And then wow, that's very like... Uh, like I think I was into Xena. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh my God. Okay. I love Xena too. Yeah, she's the bomb. I don't know if she it's had like a hawk, but I feel like <laughs> And then I had like some other ones that were, uh, so most of the imaginary people, animals in my life have actually been more like real people that were from TV or oh, like, okay. so like when in the beginning it was a lot of Sesame Street characters or something. Oh, cool. Were you an only child? Yeah. Okay. I don't know why well, I say were, I guess are. Yeah. Still yeah. am. Well, I do I actually have a half sister, but she's uh-huh. 20 years older than me. And she gotcha. was, she has different parents. Like my father's her birth father. So she had different parents. Oh, wow. Parents. Okay. Um, so yes, I'm really an only child. Yeah. I just had imaginary friends when I was little. But here's the thing. Like when I started to get older, it became more like imaginary scenarios that I would uh-huh. spend like so much time in instead of real life oh okay like bridge to terabithia type of things where you're like kind of have this like adventure do would you would it be continuous like you would be in it and something would be going on and then you would leave it and come back and start where you stopped sometimes or like just keep reliving the same somewhat scenario over and over like what kind of scenarios so like the most so i probably i haven't I, I find whenever I have a boyfriend, like I don't end up doing this as often, which is uh-huh. very telling, I'm sure. So like I actually <laughs> haven't done it since probably Hampton and I started. Oh, dating. so this happened even as an adult. <laughs> yeah. Oh, OK. OK. That's very interesting. <laughs> it's, 
it's no i mean it's totally um you know in a way i feel like i you know i've had imaginary friends as a kid not to that degree but i i do it with real people like i'll um <laughs> this is also very telling like i almost feel like i'll project onto the person i'm with like my idea of them mm-hmm. and then i'll live in my head with yeah. them and we'll have these like like if they say something like oh we should go see my parents or we should drive to go you know home for the fourth of july or something like that and we don't do it it's just like a thought i'll like start in my head being like and then we're gonna drive through here and then i'll start being like we'll stop at this donut shop and then i and i play out the entire trip that's but kind it, of similar. that's an imaginary friend yeah because but it's yeah using this real person as a starting point mm-hmm. i was trying to sum it up in one sense by being like imaginary friends but that's bec- but like that's how it started but then truly later like when I was in high school, it was like, okay, my imagination thing was that I was, I found out I was related to Matt Damon <laughs> and I, that way that happened. I don't remember how it happened, but that made me meet Ben Affleck and then uh-huh. him and I started dating. And then the <laughs> problem was that was right when he started dating JLo. So when that came out, that was a real big drama for Ben and I. Okay. Wow. So you tied it into reality. Mm-hmm. In fact, my email address at the time was af underscore Damon. Oh my God. I am. And then I also it. it sounds kind of like half Damon, like I'm related to Matt Damon. <laughs> so <laughs> stupid. Um, so that was high school and that was pretty like, that's the, they were kind of like simple situations that I just lived most of my life in. And like whenever I'd go anywhere alone, I'd always be like, well, Ben is with me. Oh, like that's we're going shopping. Sort of, that's heartbreaking in a way. <laughs> I mean, it's so cute and also heartbreaking. And I'm sure it's that sort of line between like, it sounds like you were very lonely as a kid, but also that you had the skills and imagination to cope, which is also very, very um, admirable because a lot of kids can't. And then that can, that can go a negative way. I mean, it's, I'm sure it was still sad, but you know what I mean? Like your body and your brain knew how to be like, okay, we're going to like, make this better (laughs) i think that's really nice i remember being so mad when i was little like going on trips with my parents because i was so boring because there was no other kids (sighs) around and i'd like i used to like just if i heard any other kids like playing in a nearby campsite or something like i would like kind of try and get where they could see me and hopefully invite me you are describing how (laughs) Not to compare you to my dog, Wushu, but I feel so bad for him because <laughs> he has no dog friends. And I try to like, every time I see a dog that he gets along with, I'm like, let's make a play date. But most people just, their dogs aren't as anxious. Like he loves other dogs. And if he, if he hears like a jingle, mm-hmm. he'll be like, huh? and he'll freeze and you're like, where's the dog? And that's I feel like so he cute. wants to play all the time. Oh, that's so cute. He's, He's so sweet. He's the only child. I should get another dog. I just you don't should. have the resources. I get it. That's why I got another cat though. <sighs> Um, I also, where I lived growing up, the driveway was like a driveway, but then at the end it would turn into a catwalk that went into the other <laughs> subdivision. Okay. So people were walking by our house all the time. And anytime I heard like people start walking, I'd like run out to the Aww. fence and like, or like run out and pretend like I was already playing in the driveway or something. <laughs> like it was really sad. Um, but yes, I had a lot of imaginary friends. I was also really... I was like really teased when I was little by the kids in the neighborhood, like beaten up a little bit and stuff. So I think like I made imaginary friends because like I also just didn't. I was like such a 
like my dad was a a, a, a rural politician uh-huh. and like he would bring me to all these adult things so it's probably just like a weird kid that acted like an adult you know <laughs> what i mean like i didn't know how to talk to kids so um what were so wait, when you talk about these scenarios like you dating and you playing it out is it just you'd be like this is true or were you like was it like in real time where you're like and now we're doing this and now we're doing this like how or, or is it more just like i'm gonna tell myself that i'm dating ben affleck and that or Matt Damon, no ben affleck and then that will just be in my head or are you like imagining full-on scenes um like did you talk would, to him no it would always be in my head Okay. I wouldn't talk to like uh like nobody beside me. Uh-huh. I would talk to them like in my in head. head. And is that I said that like that was less crazy. I was like, uh no, is in my head. No, uh, that's pretty I feel like that's uh pretty common for kids to have to be talking to another thing. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah, maybe when I was little I did that actually. I just can't really remember. I had a ghost friend mm. that was, I, you know, I actually went through a phase where I learned about imaginary friends and I saw movies or whatever books about them. And I was like, I'm going to make one. And I, my imagination couldn't conjure. I thought it was supposed to like one day just magically be like real. And I, I all I could see was like the image in my head mm-hmm. and it bugged me so much that I was like, how come, what am I missing? I can't like, I don't actually see it because i took it so so literally (laughs) i took it so literally because in movies it's like magic moment and they're real that i couldn't do it but then i made i made it a ghost because i was like well i can't see him his name was jason and i would like ask him for things um that's so interesting because do you ever hear those stories about parents who are like i had a like a ghost visit me when i was a kid and then my child started talking to this ghost named jason and that was the same <laughs> like i always feel like that should happen so i wonder if jason oh, yeah. was real maybe jason was real i do believe in ghosts jason was benevolent but i remember um it's funny because now i say jason i'm thinking jason derulo and i can't imagine from what he cats, looked like specifically. oh yeah specifically <laughs> from cats but it wasn't jason derulo um but yeah, I would ask him for things like little things. Like we had a birthday party once and I tried, or we were trying to be cool and I invited all the cool kids and I asked him, I was like, please don't let me be embarrassed. Like stuff like that, which Aww. is also coping. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. Like- that's totally coping <laughs> and so cute. It's a hard, it's so weird. Um, my most, the most recent, most vivid imagination I can really remember. Cause a lot of times, like after a breakup, I'll like, like imagine scenarios that aren't that deep where like, I like, they're not really imaginary uh-huh. friends, but they still kind of have that. Where with like, the person you were with. Or like where I like show up with like somebody else or oh, something. Oh, okay. Yes. Um, But the one that was like so insanely deep and like the thing is like I know it's not true. Uh-huh. I always know it's not true, but like I if, if something happens in real life with this celebrity that makes it impossible, like like when Ben Affleck started dating Jennifer Lopez, like I had to put that in to the script because like I couldn't ignore <laughs> that that was happening. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. So you're feeling all these real feelings for these people. Yeah. Okay. Um, so when I was right before I moved to Toronto, so when I was like 24, I really started to have this intense, like um, imaginary life in my head where uh-huh. I, um, turned out my parents weren't my real parents they adopted me um from my uncle and my real uncle was my dad and that was bruce springsteen (laughs) (laughs) and um and then he like and i were really kind of estranged but then we 
finally like reconciled and wrote an album together and it was that album that had wrecking ball on it (laughs) and then he and then i would be at one of his concerts and then he would just invite me on stage (gasps) and i would start singing all the songs with him wow (laughs) how did you feel okay because there's a lot there but i (laughs) and i love that and uh and bruce springsteen he is the boss but what okay how did you feel in your head when you're envisioning this like were there people in your life like in the audience that you saw yeah okay and i think the key was that like my ex at the time really loved bruce springsteen okay and and him and i were friends still yeah so then i'm like we went to a concert i got us like vip tickets to the concert Uh just because i was like i know him and then it it came out that like i was actually his daughter okay but this and this was like months and months of like this and it would just get more detailed every time sure and, like then bruce and i went on a road trip where we but it was like <laughs> before where we wrote all the songs and did um in your in your fantasies did the people like your ex were was it was it just that you were so triumphant and over it and then they fade away or did they feel embarrassed like how how was how did it feel like to like what i guess how am I phrasing this? Like, what, what was, was the, the feeling that you were getting out of them being there? Like, was it to humiliate them or just to, like, feel like you had a leg up? I think just a leg up. Man, I don't totally remember. But, um... I mean, I, I feel like a lot of people have, like, a very, like, uh, not as active imagination, but a version of that where they're like, oh, I want to show, you know, yeah. post a bikini pic or that. And then they picture the person looking at it and feeling certain or things like that mm-hmm. and that's just a version of that but that's also it's so interesting and so creative because you're <laughs> no biggie really getting into the specific um psyche of a person like he, that he likes bruce springsteen but you also mm-hmm. want to take him so he's enjoying his night but yeah there's something about you that's unattainable because you're on stage far away um yeah, I remember I have told one person this before ever, before this moment, and it was my best friend who I'm going to Palm Springs with, and it was when her and I were moving, when I was moving here, and I was finally, like, told her all about it, and she was, like, <laughs> kind of couldn't even talk, and she's, like, I just feel like, because I guess at that time, it was so detailed and vivid, yeah. I had so many details to share, and she was just, like, you could have, like, written a novel by now, but you, like, <laughs> spend half of your time in this, like, imaginary world that doesn't are your dreams like this too Mm, i do have vivid dreams at night but they're not like this because these sound like dreams almost yeah i know right because what your brain does when you're asleep is it sometimes tries to process the feelings and puts it in a like fantasy version like that and i've had a lot of dreams like that yeah they are like daydreams really yeah but they're they're so detailed like can you control them or they just kind of it runs away and things happen to you while you're thinking of them I don't really remember actually because again like I haven't done this in like six years five years so it yeah it's super interesting um I don't know if I've had anything like that where it's a daydream but I've definitely like fantasized about um I remember one time I was breaking up with like an ex a long time ago and we were just both like I moved and we lived in different places and I remember being like oh, we'll see each other. Because we were both sort of starting out in comedy. Well, he's a little further ahead, but we both like hadn't done anything. And I was like, well, maybe one day we'll, I was trying to comfort like myself and be like, we're not going to talk for a while, but you know, I'll see you at an award show. 
and you know like mm-hmm. we'll both be and i was joking that we were both gonna be dating um people that look like each other i was like you're gonna be dating lucy Lee. i'll be dating ryan gosling i was very generous with that ah. comparison <laughs> and uh and i was like and then we'll be like wow you're dating someone who looks like me and that was the joke but mm-hmm. i did see like i that yeah. version of a fantasy played in my head for a bit and i was like it made me feel better to be like, in 10, 20 years, we'll just both be hanging out at an Emmy's after party, and then I'll see you and be like, everything's cool. And then in your dream, too, you're like, you will also be successful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't like to feel like people are, uh, I don't like to, I've never had failure or revenge for my exes or people I've been with, because I always care about them deeply, and sometimes even when they hurt me and they're very, I find out they're not who they say they were. I just think, oh, that's really sad, and it makes me really sad. But I think it's almost sadder to imagine them going away and being a failure and a drunk or something. And, yeah. And I don't know. There's something really sad about it. There's something it depends really... depends on the person. That's true. There are some people I hope don't succeed as much as me. No. Um. I mean, I <laughs> hope to out-succeed all of my exes. Yeah. I'm on the cusp. I haven't dated a lot of winners, so it's not that uh. difficult. <laughs> you know, I had this once. This is real life. Oh, sorry. Did I cut you off? No. Go ahead. This is real life, and it was, like, the most, like, um, I'll just tell you the story. So I was dating this guy, and he lived here, and I lived in Toronto, and I uh-huh. came for a month to visit, and his friends worked on the show Whitney. Okay. So we went to a taping. We were in the audience and then I looked over and my ex was also in the audience because <gasps> him and his girlfriend, I guess, oh were visiting God. L.A. And I was like, this is crazy. And then my boyfriend at the time was like, hey, let's go. And we stood up and we got to like walk right past them into the huh? backstage or whatever, like on to set. And I was like, this feels like nice. It was like one of those moments where I was like, mm-hmm, <laughs> on the show Whitney was <laughs> my favorite part about it. But Winning on Whitney. Um, have you ever, uh, that was my follow-up question. Have you ever manifested anything? Because I think a lot of people talk about visualizing to manifest and then um, something actually happening. So that's a version of that. But has anything else like manifested where you're like, this a version of this fantasy kind of came true Mm. no because the fantasies are always about people like they always involve a celebrity who i will probably never meet like (laughs) the only celebrity where i where i've like actually even seen or talked to in person was like i think for a while cummings no was whitney well i was gonna (laughs) say is chris d'elia because i used to be like actually i used to have like a fantasy that chris Chris D'Elia like saw me do stand up and Whitney did too. And they were like, well, we'll make a TV show with you. Oh my but it gosh. was like pretty laissez. It wasn't like that in depth in depth, but it was like right when I moved to Hollywood and I was like, well, yeah. it's going to be so easy or, you know, not really, yeah. but like in your head where you're like, I'm going to move to Hollywood and Chris D'Elia and Whitney Cummings are going to be like, let's make a show. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. I've had versions, not like fantasies, but I've had versions where I like meet someone and then I'm like, or, or I, think the first time I meet someone or even um, in a context where we're not like, you know, like intimate, like let's say it's like a work environment or something or a party where I'm like, that person's cool. And then in my head, I will kind of play out like, oh, well, like what if, what if we date or what if this? And then nothing will happen for a couple of years sometimes. Mm -hmm. But I think when you plan it in your head, like I do think there's something about the energy and the vibe that you're putting out there. Yeah. That does later still exist. Um, And then I've had where the circumstances have arisen where we've met again and then I'm like, that's the person. And then we've gotten to know each other. And that to me is really interesting because I'm like, I don't know if that's manifesting 
or if there actually is something there that you picked up in the beginning. One of my mentors, my first, <laughs> I don't know if I should say this actually. No, I'll say this. It's in the, in the, <laughs> in the spirit of being honest, because I've actually never told him this and he's been a guest on my podcast. One of my, um, first improv teachers, I like had a like schoolgirl crush on when I first started. Mm-hmm. And, and I think a lot of people did. And I, I think it's safe to say like nothing happened. I just had a crush on him. And when I f- went to my first DCM, which is like, um, Del Close yeah, marathon, I've been to the Del Close marathon, I was so excited. Cause he had texted me to be like, Oh, come up to this. We're doing this after party. And, uh, we just talked and it's very like friendly, but in my head, I was like fantasizing like, Oh my God. And then we'll like get to, I didn't even know he had a girlfriend at the time, which, so this is all you tell me bad. off. Sure. Um, um, yeah. And so we were like hanging out and then we became close friends. And in my head for a while, in the very beginning, I was like, we're going to totally date. And I even had like, in my mind, I was like, well, maybe him and his girlfriend will break up. I never, even in my fantasies would even fantasize someone leaving their girlfriend. I'd just be like, if it doesn't work out and then I'll be around. Yeah. Um, but then that faded and we just became friends and now we're really close. We actually just went on a hike last weekend and I'm like in my head, like that is weird because the relationship changed. But it started with such an intense, like, fantasy. Yeah. That I've I, had friendships. I feel like I've had similar yeah. things, but never someone I've ended up dating. Yeah. I think it's very interesting. I wonder because if people usually, can pick up on that. Yeah, maybe. I feel like usually when you, like, have an intense fantasy about someone, you don't know them as well yeah. as you could. And then when you get to know, like, so, and I feel like it's happened <laughs> a lot with improv teachers in particular. Like, sure. I'll have a crush on <laughs> one of them and then I'll start to get to know them. And it's like, like I would never actually date you. <laughs> there are so many people, when I look back at my past, of like, guys I had crushes on and, like, turned me down for some reason or another that at now I would be like, I would never date that person. <laughs> Yeah, because you don't really, maybe that's what's so interesting about celebrities, because there's something safe about it. Like, you almost don't want to meet them, because you don't want to find out they're not the person you thought they were. I bet Ben Affleck sucks. Also, I would never, he would never be my fantasy now. (laughs) (laughs) But I just mean, like, I bet I wouldn't enjoy his company in real life. Were all your fantasies, like, past childhood about celebrities, or did you make up fake people as an adult? No, um always somebody i was never a fake person yeah never like for a while i was actually probably the it's always me dating somebody too actually oh okay. it's really lame now that i think about it <laughs> the guy but the kids they were animals when you were a kid yeah and they were just friends <laughs> Oof, that's so sad um yeah they were just friends when i was a kid but then when I was like a little bit older, like not high school, but middle school or early high school, it was like, okay, I used to date the, I mean, in my fantasies, uh-huh. the lead singer of the used. Okay. Um, but then he like cheated on me and then I started dating the other guy. In, che- in your fantasy, he cheated on you? <laughs> yes. And that Why did you imagine him cheating on because you? Because I think I like wanted to be like the victim and like, you know what oh, I mean? And then I was like pretended I was an alcoholic but I like never it was like when I was like 13 so I never would have had drank in anything yet but I was like such a loose cannon at that age that I would just <laughs> pretend like I was like mm, you're drunk <laughs> and I just like did you ever at, lie to people about like stuff like like would you would you ever would it bleed into reality where you're like I know so and so or anything like no because I would I never want it to be like shattered uh-huh the only time i lied to anyone is like my cousins are quite a lot older than that's rude they're a bit older <laughs> than me and they had a and my older cousin had a baby and when he i was in high school when he had a baby and i like lied to people and was like this is my baby wow <laughs> oh my god 
like I don't get to look after her because like I was in grade nine. <laughs> I like that in your fantasy. You're like you're not <laughs> you're like a teen mom. Like <laughs> it's like yes, all the things I aspire to, <laughs> like having disadvantages. Yeah, I mean, totally. I'm an alcoholic <laughs> teen mom whose boyfriend cheated on me. <laughs> My life's so rough. It's like such a like middle class teenager thing. What to... was your where you grew up like pretty um, like w- like wealthy? Was it that you were fantasizing about something different? I grew up in a really small town where like some people were wealthy and some people were. It was like a real hick place. So some people uh-huh. had like money and big houses but also like property was really cheap but the idea of being there weren't like teen moms at your school not really no but there were a lot at the catholic school it's oh, wow. just we were oh at the public God. school uh there's some irony for you yeah all the yeah and we would share the buses with the catholic oh, okay. school wow damn because they're not okay yes wow because we so would many. all live in like the tiny town because there was no school in my town so i had to go to a different Take town the bus. School. Um, I had, I I just remember this and it's maybe similar, but I did have a fantasy when I was, how old was I? Maybe sixth grade, maybe elementary school. No, it must've been sixth grade that I was dating Lil Bow Wow. Oh Uh, yeah. Yeah. Because you know, he's like, there's not that many teen, whatever. Yeah. If you will. And so I think in my head, even in my head, I was like, he has to be age appropriate. And then I would kind of like imagine that he would come pick me up from, but then we had to be a secret, so then it, we wouldn't tell anyone. But then, like, he would come after school to pick me up, and the people would be like, "Is that Bow Wow?" And I'd be like, "Yeah, that's my boyfriend." This <laughs> is exactly what I'm talking about. Why? It could always be like birds waiting by my car <gasps> to go home. Like, I wouldn't want to drive with anyone else because I was like, "My car's full of imaginary <laughs> people." <laughs> of imaginary people. Mostly just Bert. We want to be alone. Oh my god! I love Bert McCracken from the Used. It was. Crazy. I don't even I think know he's like a what he looks addict. like. Oh my god! I will show you a picture of what he looked like back in the day. But yeah. the Used did have a sexy sound. I mean, we, my sister and I, took a snowboarding class once when we went to um, uh, Reno, and our instructor had a tongue ring and was so hot. Oh, a lip ring. Mm-hmm. Different. Um, and, Very. And I, I even joined a Zanga ring after that that said lip rings are so sexy because after that was like lip rings i gotta find all this stuff about lip rings and i don't know what but he liked the used and so after that we were like the main guy yeah no no dating him after oh okay which makes a lot more sense no but the main guy he used to date kelly kelly um osborne oh okay anyways no i yeah, I used to have a lip ring. Only it was a I lip I mean, they stud. are hot, especially when you're teen. Yeah, and I'm Why? like, he's so... He, like, hated everything. Yeah. Like, there's just I'm just like, ugh. And then, yeah, in my fantasy, when we were, like, 13, we were dating these, like, 20-year-olds. Where I'm like, that would never happen. You know, I was always dating <laughs> somebody really old. Like, someone waves to you, and you're like, they like me. But in reality, it's just, like, they're like, oh, nice teens. I'll be friendly. <laughs> like, you know, even if they're flirting, like, it's it's like when you flirt with teenagers as like kind of a joke where you're like oh they're gonna love this yeah like unless they're a total creep like generally it's like yeah no that's wait what are you talking about when, when you're like ch- older like my our snowboarding instructor was yeah. we thought he was flirting with us oh yeah and he might have been enjoying the attention from the teen girls yeah but he was not flirting like he would never have asked us out yeah because he wasn't a creep you know oh my god when i was in <laughs> high school oh i hit the mic there was every year 
these rock climbers would come to our school <laughs> and do a week of rock climbing. And there was this one guy named Jesse and he would come every year, twice a year, both semesters. And I was in love with him and I would spend like every moment that I didn't have to be in class hanging out with him. <laughs> and I like, I just had the biggest crush on him. And then it was the last day of his rock climbing. And I was like, I'm probably never going to see this guy again. So I like, this is so embarrassing. <laughs> so I, he was driving the same way I was driving home, which was wild. And so I was kind of like following him by accident. And then, he, <laughs> sure, and by then accident, just tailing him, just tailing him. And then he pulled his car over and he waved for me to pull in beside him. And so I pulled up as in grade 11 and then he's like, come. And he, I went and sat in his car. He's like, do you smoke weed? And then we smoked weed together. And that was the end of it. I've like, in hindsight, I was so embarrassed. I was just so clearly in love with this. Aww. Like, he must have been like, this girl's insane. I How like, old was he? He's like an adult. He probably was like 22 to okay. 4. That's kind of sweet. Like, I, I was scared for that story. Like, I'm like, that could have gone a different way. I know. It really could have. I I mean, we just smoked weed, but like how creepy that I was fault. Like how <laughs> he was just like, this girl's following me. No, I mean, if you guys hung out and talked, he knew you. Maybe he was like, we hung out so much. <laughs> um, I, and I keep wondering if I can find him, but I don't know his last name. You know, I do think a lot of times, and that sounds like he probably knew his boundaries, but I do think looking back on my high school, um, a lot of times those older guys, they do feel something, but they're like probably blocking themselves because they're liking the tension you're getting along, but you're just too young. And I, it's one of those things where I bet if you ask them now, if as an adult, they'd be like, yeah, no, I was like, you're cool. Like, they, but they know their boundaries. So mm -hmm. they're just like, I'll just keep it this way, which I'll is just the good get version high with her, which is also illegal, but, Maybe, I'll, but yeah. also but like, that's like this tame, sweet version where they're like, and she'll have a nice little memory and I won't yeah. ruin her life. <laughs> I mean, that was good. I'm so glad. I mean, I had like, um, the different cause they weren't that much older, I guess, but like, yeah, like dating seniors or it'd be like me having a crush on a senior and we just have long AIM conversations into the night and I remember this one guy who had a girlfriend and so I was like, he's off limits because he has a girlfriend, but also he's way older than me. And um, then when we were older, after college, we hung out and it was like, oh, like all that tension that had built up was like actually there. Mm -hmm. It was just like we both knew our boundaries. And as an adult, That's it was good. like, oh, yes, I did like you. Oh, I liked you too. Okay, cool. So I didn't make that up. Great. That's interesting. I would love to talk to Jesse and he think of um, hear what he has to say. <laughs> I feel like every time I left, like all his rock climbing buddies probably were like, we're making fun of him. Cause I just like, <laughs> it was like the worst kept secret ever. My friend's mom was the gym teacher and like, he knew I had a crush. So then Mrs. Price knew too. And she was probably like, Georgie has a crush on you. Like it just really spiraled. So you were very boy crazy. I was so up. boy crazy. There were these like boys who live next door to me that I was like obsessed with. My parents wouldn't, they would always, these guys, they were like seniors and like, they would always invite me over and my dad would never let me go over and hang out with them. I'm curious because you're talking about your parents, talking about being an only child, like, and as a kid, it you know, there's a little bit of coping with being lonely, but I'm curious, like, what did it, how did it make you feel like being boy crazy when you had a crush? Was it, was it a distraction or a way to like get out of like your situation or I don't know like I, I, I'm trying to think of a uh, better way to say this like like did you feel like you were like coping with something that you weren't addressing in your life by focusing on like boys and sort of like the fan like the unattainable ones not just like people of, of your age or of, in your class I never really thought about it much other uh, as to whether it was a coping mechanism um 
because would you have crushes on people that were like in your you know like in your class and your you, you know or it was always these unattained not unattainable i mean but yeah like but people slightly who, out of reach well yes because like i remember there were a couple times where like i had a crush on this guy who was a senior and like so that is as closely achievable as possible yeah. and then he kind of started to like me and i like stopped liking Flipped. him <laughs> like that happened until i like graduated like anytime a guy actually would like me back i'd be like i don't like this guy okay so, so you like the chase i guess so. you like the f- you liked the um longing like wanting to be the underdog maybe so <laughs> i think i just was too nerve. i think i was just too nerve. like as soon as the guy liked me i'm like oh so we're gonna have to like touch now like it was too <laughs> nerve-wracking or something when did you have your first boyfriend in college okay yeah my first second first or second year of college yeah that's I- like a healthy age it felt old to me, but I didn't like, cause I was so in my head about it. I didn't like lose my virginity until my senior year of college. And that was also my first boyfriend. Yeah. I guess if you don't count my camp boyfriend from and I seventh don't. grade. And <laughs> <laughs> he gave me a lip gloss and kissed me on the cheek and then oh. ran away. And then we never talked Isn't again. That's so interesting. Cause like, <laughs> my best friends are dating someone in grade 10 and like they uh-huh. met at my party and they decided to be boyfriend and girlfriend and then they didn't talk for two weeks and then they broke up funny so crazy his name was tucker i remember that oh my god i imagine going to visit his parents ranch in texas he sounds great (laughs) the first american i because for some reason my whole life i've wanted to be american sorry are we going way long and i'm oh no oh no we're good keep talking um I always, I don't know why I, I do. It's be, okay. I always wanted to be American because I was an only child. And whenever you would watch a movie, mm. the star would be American. Yeah. And I was like, well, I am the star, but I'm Canadian. So this doesn't compute. So like, I always wanted to, and I think that was the only way I was going to meet Ben and Affleck uh, <laughs> to live in America. Oh, I know. No. <laughs> <laughs> so when I was in grade 11 or 12 we went to like on a ski trip to Killington Vermont um and uh-huh. I met this guy there and he he like it was the first time like a guy actually seemed to actually like me his name was Bo uh-huh. and he had had like longish loose hair <laughs> and he was a snowboarder and I I'd like will never there's no good story about this just that he was like the first American who I was like eh, there's nothing there's nothing else that you guys had a little like a fling yeah but we didn't kit we just uh-huh. like talked like i don't even know we didn't do i think we went to the hot tub together like uh-huh. nothing actually happened but i love those like innocent sort of like young flings you just call i used to call them just things in high school I'd be like we had a thing i love that not anything <laughs> nothing really physical besides talking and walking together and holding hands um well i'm really glad you shared that georgia shared a lot did we miss anything in your imaginary friends i do not think so i mean nothing (laughs) worth noting i think it's a very beautiful story um and i think that it's it's a it's nice that you were able to create that for yourself i mean i think i mean i had a twin so i was the complete opposite i was like imagine being an only child all the time yeah um but okay so i want to play a game okay okay this is the game we've played on this before it's very simple it's called rant or rave i just rapid fire list things um and then you'll have a couple seconds to just rant about it or rave about it the idea is just to take a strong opinion one way or the other um so for example if i'm like 
one of them might be like, when you crack an egg on a pan, but it's not hot enough. So it gets all crumbly. Like, I hate when this happened. It's like, now I have to waste an egg and that could have been a chicken and this is not cool. And I'm sorry, I'm saying this, you're vegan. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So they're just going to be like, sometimes there are people, things, whatever. Okay, let's try it. Take an opinion one way or the other. It just takes a few minutes. We'll. uh, So the only bad response would be not interested. Like every day. Yeah. Ideally, you take an opinion, try to take an opinion. They're all kind of lighthearted and fun. I'm not going to throw anything super political at you um and then yeah like the democrats (laughs) (laughs) um yeah so it won't be anything like that but uh and then you can just go until i say the next thing all right drake uh i really like drake a lot except for him and rihanna have had a bit of a thing lately so like i actually don't (laughs) feel about him and he seems like he might be a bad dad but he did make toronto really pop in um the new cats trailer oh Wow, this game is just making me realize I don't have strong opinions about much. Um, <laughs> I Well, Cats was the first musical I ever went to, so I'm pretty excited. I caught the flower. Uh, I was in one of the front rows. I guess I did grow up with a bit of money. And um, <laughs> so I am kind of excited about it. I don't like that that girl's in it who's um, the one who like Taylor is Australian. Swift, no. no, Taylor Swift is I'm on the fence about. But the one she's Australian and she came out at the MTV Awards that's with a party oh rebel wilson yeah fucking hate rebel wilson Mm. and when she was in it i went i'm out okay when instagram advertises you something you actually really need it's super specific but you never wrote it down or even said it out loud i don't like it because also (laughs) i know that product's probably cheap and shitty like i feel like everything that's advertised on oh (laughs) (laughs) damn it i suck at this i have gotten a few like products that way so um shit i'm indifferent okay (laughs) destination weddings hate them i think they're rude and i think it's i think it's so rude that you would do that you're only doing that so you can get married in a pretty place but also so you don't have to pay for your wedding and that everyone else has to pay for it bucket hats um bucket hats i'm into them protect your face (laughs) i also think they're pretty hip right now i've seen rihanna wear one before that's cool traveling solo well, as you know, I never travel alone because there's always an imaginary <laughs> friend with me. Okay, great. When the person next to you is on their phone at a show or a movie. Oh, fuck that person. That's so annoying. Go away. Don't watch a movie or be at a show. People who laugh at something on their computer or phone, but then don't explain what they're laughing at. I'm fine with it. I get it. You get your own thing. I get my own thing. Um, no problem. Eating in the shower. Why would you fucking ever do that? <laughs> <laughs> That's disgusting. That doesn't... You better clean up whatever you spill. <laughs> Getting a running late text right before you're about to hit send on, on your own running late text so you don't have to. It's the, bu- <laughs> the best. That's the best feeling ever. Uh, I love it. And finally, Hot Girl Summer. I love Hot Girl Summer, except for I do love it truly, and I really tried to do it real hard on America uh, 4th of uh-huh. July. I haven't had a drink since 4th of July because I w- got so sick on the Aww. 4th of July. But I think if you can handle it, it's great. <laughs> I, just, I don't think I you couldn't. have to drink during hot girl summer. No, I know. But yeah, you're right. And I'm looking pretty good this summer. <laughs> I like good. can't believe how much like I've lost some weight, which is nice. Uh-huh. Um, and for me, that's exciting. Other people don't want that. But well, <laughs> I think your party really like fostered a lot of hot girl summer pics. A lot of people took great pics at your party. They did. That party was insane. And uh-huh. I regret all of it but (laughs) well thank you so much for being on the show georgia where can people find you um people can find me online it's just at georgia brooks on everything i have an album on 
Spotify and iTunes. It's and great. I listen Amazon. to it on a road trip. You're the sweetest <laughs> ever. Yeah, I'm just around. I'm. I've got a website and stuff. Nice. And you can follow this podcast at Tell Me Anything Pod or follow me at Larissa T. Thank you guys so much. Goodbye. <laughs>